Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, everyone. Happy 2024. Um, welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Helen Kontazopoulos, uh, who co-founded Odea. Thank you for the thumbs up. That's quite the name. Um, Odea is an AI-powered commercial insight SaaS platform for pharma companies. The idea for Odea came to Helen during her time as a professor teaching at the University of Toronto. It focuses on pharmaceutical commercial teams, helping them determine what they need to know about their prescribers so that they can deliver the right message through the best channels and ultimately get their therapeutics to the patients when they need them. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thanks for joining me this morning. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Daryl, for inviting me. Awesome. So yeah, right out the gate, um, how far are we from Judgment Day? <laughs> Am I always the, I'm the AI person, right? Like that's what everyone asks. And I've stopped putting uh, Terminator pictures on my slides because I was like, okay, we got to stop this. <laughs> good <laughs> reminder. Um, then I started using Ex Machina. So um, I think that, what is it? Is it 2024, the Terminator year? Is this the year? Yes, it is. Yeah, this is the year, man. Um, if anyone's uh, a, a sci-fi geek out there, this was the year that it was going to happen, right? Um are we, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a hard question. I'll, I'll say that because you know any tools that we use can always be used harshly, and we've already seen a lot of technology used really by bad people. And I think this is this is the same for AI. This is the same for um, any AR, VR, any other types of technologies that are helped and helping people. Uh, that are really just not doing good. But this is why we really try to think about how to create policies, regulations, and at the end of the day, just say, hey, how are we being ethical? How are we like mm -hmm. supporting, supporting society in a positive way? I think this is kind of, it's one of those questions I think about a lot and it's balancing and trying to be not evil. Well, I think this is a, a great way to kind of segue into what you do use AI for and, and what you do um, at your company. Um, but before we get there, I'd love to just understand what, what's been your path? What's been your path going from University of Toronto to where you are today as a co-founder of Odea? What, what, you can feel free to tell me as much or as little as you like, but how did you navigate that path to um, from your previous careers to now being um, the head of this company? Yeah, the it's been a long, it's been a 20-year journey. Um, wow. I think I started building my own websites and creating black-themed websites in 1996 and 97 <laughs> when I started at university at York. And um, I thought... You know, I was I was an anthropology major, 
and I loved understanding humans and understanding what people do. I just, I love understanding. I understand, like, I just love understanding things and uh, coding and, and designing and thinking about building knowledge online was something that when you first got your first email and it's funny because mm -hmm. a lot of my students are born in these years now. So it's kind of making me feel really like, wow, <laughs> I feel a bit old. <laughs> um, it was, I was, I was editing a website for the university and, and starting to create, create. And someone came up and said, oh, you're a great marketer. Um, and I'm like, what, what is that? And I remember someone saying, you should take some courses. There are some courses um, at night, you know, if you're, if you have some extra in that you can take while you're doing your undergrad. And I was like, sure. I mean, this is great. I can take some electives. And I took my first marketing course. I think it was 98, 99. Wow. And I wrote my first marketing, um, marketing plan in 1999, like around that time. And wow. It was understanding and it was, it was customer behavior. It was data. I remember we did a lot about data and, and metrics. So this was perfect. As an anthropologist, I do qualitative, I do quantitative. So I said, oh, this is my, this is my path now. I understand what I'm mm -hmm. going to do with my undergrad, aside from becoming maybe an archaeologist or an ethnographer. Um, and I tried both, but marketing just kept on bringing me in. Fast forward using data and understanding what people do especially data that's coming from websites and understanding what people are using seeing people use things in person so again mm -hmm. always using my background in qualitative and quantitative methodologies really formed why I do what I do and it really kind of built me out and I got into I would say more tech because I'm also a maker. Like I love building things and I was at OCAD in not as a, not as a student, but as working there. And again, looking at journeys and understanding technology and understanding people and kind of pulled into the realm of more technology. And that's how I got pushed into university of Toronto with Steve Mann and meeting Marvin Minsky, mm -hmm. the godfather of, of AI, and realizing that my skill set as someone who's in tech, someone who's a marketer, someone who's in sales, kind of a Jill of all trade, kind of set me up to be the per, like perfect person at the time to help computer science students to think in ways of building products people want to use. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess I kind of, it's not a it's not a linear, you know, it's a really messy way of getting into, into the path of teaching, the path of building. And when I had a colleague who was looking in research around customer journey mapping. So as marketers, we know this, right? We know this, this is ingrained in us, right? It's the, mm -hmm. it's the understanding the perfect path toward purchase. We understand the voice of the customer, all those little points of interactions with us i do this like i'm you know the audience is listening but you know those post-it notes of course so he goes what happens if you take those post-it notes what happens if you take all that data and i'm like go on <laughs> like you got you're like i'm listening to this and i'm like yes and he goes what happens if we start adding machine learning so meaning getting a smart brain to deal with all that data 
because we're doing this all manually as marketers. We're taking so many, bold, mm-hmm. like we're we're taking so many data data points, and we really want to understand that full picture of that customer. But if, what happens if we start using machine learning? It's under the umbrella of AI. Machine learning is kind of the brain. It's the reasoning part. It's it's predicting what people are doing, and then we can predict what people do. And I said, I won't swear, but whole, holy, holy, wow. Okay, <laughs> this is so good. Holy wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. and this is like 2017. It was Christmas 2017 in the winter. And I was like, and, you know, the research and there was people around me. And I said, you know what, like turn this into a startup. Mm. I can know it would, it would take me back to so many times when I've had conversations with marketing, with marketing teams and say, who is our customer? And I'd be like, well, we got to do research. We got to look at the data. Now it would be like, let's see what the data is saying again. But this is different. You're like, I love when you have tools in your hands, right? This is why it's powerful. So I think that feeling of power came over me and I was like, yes, I, I'm, I'm ready. This is great. And I think I was ready. I was teaching for a long time. I was working with a lot of startups. Um, working on a lot of programming, um, and I decided in March 2018 to incorporate the company and build out a team. Nice. Yeah, and and yeah. Fast forward to we're about a team of a hundred. We're a Series B funding like funded company. We found a beautiful niche in needing to predict uh, HCP behavior. That's healthcare providers like doctors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, prescribing behavior um so the journey of the doctor and understanding that journey is understanding when the therapies need to get to the patient journey right and the faster that can happen and can i help the marketing and sales teams to do that um so yeah that's it's been a crazy 20-year journey to wow. this point maybe more but i'm not counting the side years yeah <laughs> I mean, you could probably count back to when you saw your first sci-fi movie to when it first released get, got got some of that kicking in your brain back back pre-97, you know? Yeah, uh, I was I was a kid in the basement watching Doctor Who or yes. Star Wars or yeah. like Star Trek. I'm a big Trekkie fan, so it's <laughs> You said a couple of things during your path and thank you so much for for sharing. That's so interesting and and definitely can can relate to to the different points that you take throughout your life and the decisions you make and where it leads you. I'm, I'm really curious with your experience and seeing the, the integration of someone who comes from a, a heavy marketing background and then the rise of machine learning and AI and integrating that into marketing. I'm wondering if you can, A, make a recommendation to a lot of our listeners if, you know, if they don't work for a company that can afford enterprise software or anything like that. Is there any sort of tools that you would recommend um, marketers use or, or have you seen any tools out there that marketers could use to maybe tap into a little bit of the, the, a, the AI and, and machine learning when they're preparing their marketing strategies? Yeah, I think the before the tools, I think it's a mindset. So mm-hmm. even if your team doesn't have or whatever team you're going to go into. So this mm-hmm. is if you're in your career now or if you're not, you're, you're about to go in or you've been around for 20 years like I have, it's a mindset. I feel like it's more of a mindset before you start using the tools. And I think it's honing into really what you're good at. And 
it's saying, how do I find tools that amplify what I'm good at? So if I'm mm -hmm. a data geek, mm -hmm. what do I need to look at? Is it, you know, is it all the analytics tools that you can get from like, say all the data you get from Mixpanel and all, mm -hmm. or am I great at coming up with different ways of words and coming up with ways of understanding language? So then should I be using Jasper, you know, mm -hmm. and I, you know, or should I be, I think, I think they changed names. I can't remember, but there's like, you know, should I be using ChatGPT or Bard? Um, I know a lot of, there's a lot of resistance to these tools. Um, and that's where the mindset needs to change. Um, it's not about, it's, I get a lot of like, I am so much better at grammar than this, you know, and I, I totally understand, yeah. right? I totally understand. There's a lot of resistance around saying I'm so much better at this and I'm so much better at that. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not. Um, and I think that's the, I feel like I feel stuck a lot of times and a lot of time I use a lot of these tools to kind of prompt me. It's funny, we always talk about prompting AI to give us answers, but I feel like it prompts me to say, here's 20 ideas. Now I go edit and I get really creative because I need the prompt these days. Like I'm yeah. really overwhelmed. Um, so there's a lot of tools you can research, but I think, I, I also think you should use them individually. Like I don't think you should only wait for your company to implement. There's a lot of free resources. There's a lot of that, those free moments. Uh, like, I mean, free, sorry, free months. Um, and also, this is, I think, something you should put money into. Like, this is your professional development. You know, if it's 50 bucks a year, pay the 50 bucks. You know, Absolutely. like, you know, <laughs> like if it's 200 or even 200 bucks, I mean, you know, all these memberships and all these, you know, all the things we watch movies on, like, I would suggest, you know, picking up other tools and start playing around. I also feel intimidated, like it, it's, it is a mindset. I feel very intimidated, um, by, I, I was just thinking about this yesterday. I wanted to build something. I wanted to create something cool side, like side projects. I'm trying to do it for my, I still teach at the university and I'm trying to figure out how to teach better. And I I'm intimidated. Mm -hmm. I'm very intimidated still mm -hmm. like on a, on a few tools, right? Ones that especially around. I want to use imagery in a, in a different way of more 3D and more interactive. And I'm very intimidated by them. So I feel you know, the same, the I feel the exact same way, honestly, looking, yeah. looking at all the tools out there. I'm like, how many project management so tools do I need? You know, yeah. I, I know how to use Monday. I know how to use Basecamp, but then there's like four or five new ones, Notion's out now. I yeah, I use way. Notion for everything, um, you know, and now we're doing product board. You know, yeah. we use a lot of product board in our in our company. Um, ChatGBT was one of the first. I'm also I also create a lot of uh, I I'm an artist on the side. Uh, like, oh, really cool. Yeah, for the last like, like twenty years now, I'm like realizing how time passes. Twenty five years. Um, and I started in 2017. I was in San Francisco and I did a workshop on. They're like, oh, we can use artificial intelligence to work on art. Right. And I was like, OK, cool. And so we worked on style GANs. It's a type of, you know, um, generative AI. And 
and playing around, it was a mush. They look like mushes, like they look like green mush because then you have to train the data on these algorithms. And so I was training and training and, and downloading and, and putting all this data and trying to create the art that I create now. And um, now it's like, you just put the art in and it pushes it out. <laughs> well, I had to train so many, <laughs> I had to do so many hours and I had to wait for the, I remember waiting there like, it'll be done in six hours. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> and then I think it was like, I'm like, that's fast, yeah. you know? Um, and that was like 2018 and, and everyone's like, you should put them as NFTs. Like a few years later and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I, I'm not sure. Like I was about to press send and I remember thinking, I don't want to do this. Um, I think, yeah. I think kind of the, yeah. what, what I'm hearing though is, is like it, the mindset even for like, especially for you and what you've shared with our, with, with me so far is that the mindset behind your approach on things is number one, um, before you layer in your marketing experience, before you layer in the machine learning, and then you start looking at the tools and then you look at investing in learning these tools for yourself. I, I really like what you said there in terms of like, if it's going to cost 50 bucks, 200 bucks for a subscription to something that's going to be a, a crucial aspect of your self-development in your field, why not pay that? Because we spend 20 bucks a month on Netflix, you know, mindlessly. Yeah. So I really, I really like that. And that, that value that, that we can take away from that is huge. And sometimes people just need to hear that. Um, your background though, with marketing and, and tech and AI <clears throat> to me is, is so interesting because I feel I can ask you any questions that I've been wondering myself. Um, uh, the last couple of years as, as AI has exploded onto the scene. So I'm, I'm going to take advantage of this time with you. So um, <laughs> what do you think is the biggest blind spot when it comes to marketing, um, using AI tools in marketing currently? You know, we know, I know that AI is going to, you know, it's the worst it's ever going to be right now. But um, I see a lot of junior marketers flocking to, to utilizing some of these platforms like Jasper, like, like ChatGPT. And, you know, I've got my opinions on what blind spots are, but you are much more experienced than I in this field. And I'm wondering just, you know, at a glance, when you're looking at people mass adapting AI to, to, to use in marketing, what are some potential blind spots? Yeah, I'd love to hear your opinions too. Um, yeah, for, well, I mean, yeah. for me, it's really just this, this, I think it's, it becomes a crutch. That's, that's my blind spot is that like, I think that if junior marketers jump on board, um, without much marketing experience and other, you know, quote unquote, real life experience working with people, um, they end up using, um, at using this tool and not developing some of these other really important marketing muscles. Um, mm -hmm. So that's for me, I know it's not quite in a blind spot for, for me. I'm like, if they use this, I've been working in this game for 20 years. I have developed all these other skills that I can fall back on. I use ChatGPT like you do to prompt me for things sometimes, but I, that's because I don't need to do the other work. I already have done it. I'm want, like, so I guess context for the question, a little more context for the question is like, is using, is using AI for marketing tasks currently, um, is there any danger to it? I don't think it's danger. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, I understand it. Um, sensitivity i think the word i want to use is sensitivity hmm. i think it's i think as marketers it's we're very sensitive to the customer as a whole like just understanding who they are 
and thinking about them all the time. And other teams in the company get it, like, you know, get it in their own way. So you'll have like sales team will think about all the messaging, you know, is this really connecting at a, you know, a buyer level for us, we're thinking and, and, and the product team will think of it is what is their user like interface, like the UX part and the design part. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have all the levels of the organization and then the marketer is thinking of them in a holistic way because you have to integrate it from the first time they see your company to the time they're out. Right. So there's a sensitivity of knowledge mm-hmm. that comes from what you have worked on Daryl. Right. You're thinking in multiple levels of understanding because you're thinking of how the customer is seen internally in the company and then externally. And the sensitivity of understanding the customer themselves, that profile we create, the persona, why we did all the research behind this person is because we're trying to really understand them. Mm-hmm. So creating, create 10 prompts for like create 10 prompts that say for mom who has two kids who goes to soccer practice who is a busy mom like you know these types of prompts that just sound so light yeah and then you have someone who says but i understand them yes like i have started going deeper into their lives you know not just these are their usage patterns you know and this is what they've done and this is what they like. We, I think what I've always, always tried to do and what we try to do at Odea is understand the why. Mm. But why are they doing these things? Why do they love the way they interact with our brand? Because you can, if you're not answering the why, you're just getting very light messages. Mm-hmm. But the why and the deeper is a sensitivity of knowledge and background. Dare I say the human element. Exactly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, looking the other direction, what are you most excited for when it comes to AI and the development of AI um, over the next five years? I have always been excited when I get a hold of something. Mm-hmm. and use it like I love tools and I love when the tool does what I want you know I my mom's a seamstress oh, cool. and um, she came from Greece in 1960 to Canada and she started working in factories on Spadina downtown um, now it's it's Chinatown now I don't even know if it's Chinatown but it's 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 really still, changed. Still, still Chinatown still Chinatown yeah. there's still hot pot I still take my teams there oh great and um I remember her always saying, and, and she would bring work home, right? And I would, mm-hmm. you know, help her out. I would do a lot of beating on dresses. So, um, and I remember her saying, if you don't have the right tools, you can't do the job, right? If your scissors aren't sharpened, if you don't, if you have like not the right sewing machine. So we have an industrial sewing machine down in the basement, you know, you know, and she's still at home. 
right now? Yeah, at home. Yeah, oh, always, great. man. Like, there's always... We were still working. <laughs> we're an <Yeah>. immigrant family. <laughs> Odea's t- team swag is top of the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Space. We make all the hoodies, you know. <laughs> no, that'd be funny. I was thinking about it for a second, you know. I was thinking about it. Like, when we first started, I'm like, maybe I should do these things. You know, I'm like, that's just crazy, you know. Um, <laughs> but the things you think about... Um, as a as an early stage founder to save some money um when you get when you first use it and i think that aha moment i think when i started you know everybody canva is something i use a lot so i started using it about 2016 i think i was mm-hmm. in austin and i had just started using it i have computer science students who are not marketers who are not mm-hmm. great at building anything in design and, and graphic mm-hmm. design. They're not, that's not what they're trained in, right? They're and not said, graphic hey, guys, designers. What? They're not graphic designers. They're not graphic designers, right? It takes yeah. a team, it takes it takes a village, you know? Um, and I remember saying, hey guys, just there's a new tool out called Canva, you should start using it. It's mm-hmm. a startup out of, out of uh, what's it called? Um, out of Australia. And I was in, in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest and I meet up with Guy Kawasaki, right? Oh, nice. And, Guy, and I go up to him and I'm like, hey, Guy, right? Like I'm starting to, I heard you're the evangelist, a new evangelist for Canva. And he's like, yeah, I am. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Helen, I'm at U of D. He's like, hey, I love Toronto. And I just remember him saying, look, can I meet up later and give you some swag? And I said, dude, I am the woman of swag. um and uh he came later he he dropped by my hotel and he dropped off a big huge package of canva hundred dollar canva credits like i I think i had a thousand of them even like when i was going through um yeah i know like it was like this much and i was just like giving them out if if any if anyone saw me on video now i'd be like you know, kind of making it rain with Canva credits. Mm-hmm. So I was giving them to everybody. I had so many hackathons happening in my lab and I was giving them out because it was a tool someone who doesn't have that tool set can use. But when you meet a designer though, like when you meet one of my designers at Odea Shiva and you, you know, she's a trained designer and, and you see how she thinks and works, you're like, wow, that's a, that's Wow. Right? Like you can make something in Canva yeah. and it'll look great. But when you have a real designer who's put thought behind it and will have a discussion about a font for like a half hour mm-hmm. or an hour, that was me yesterday with her, you know, um, and a few jokes, then you realize when you can take a tool to another level. Right? Yeah. And this is why we are intimidated, but the reality is beyond intimidation. Right? We got to kind of. That's my aha moment. That's what excites me is when you can get in. Um, I love now the new integrations in tools we already use. So Figma, mm-hmm. um, all of our, you know, whatever we're using to create what we're creating. But there's new added on. Do you know what I mean? Like there's new add-ons. And yeah, I love you're seeing those, the little like, AI integration into Canva. Exactly, you're yeah. seeing the, yeah, the magic slide and... Yeah. Watch the videos, you know, like it's, it's kind of, you know, um, watch the small little videos, they pop up and go, Hey, do you want to learn more? I'm like, yeah, learn more. And I think that's kind of what gets really exciting is, yeah, I want to learn more, you know, um, because I need to, I get bored easily. So I think that's kind of where I need to keep on 
my superpower is ADHD, you know, and being dyslexic and, you know, it's, I, you know, I don't see things like I can't even tell time. Like I look at a clock. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying to me right now. Like, yeah, that's you why know? you work these 20 hour days. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I literally can't read it because my, my, my number <laughs> dyslexia. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know? yeah, I get it. So in a way that's perfect, right? That's yeah. uh... <laughs> I, I think um, I'd love to ask you one more question before getting to the rapid fire question around okay. here. Um, you've been in education, still are in education as an educator. You love teaching. 11 years. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Um, what would you, what would you recommend? Um, or, or I guess this, the courses don't exist yet, but what would you recommend in terms of looking forward and what you know about the industry with, with AI and, and, I know not specifically just healthcare providers because that's just where you are now. But um, what can you recommend for students who are who are you know think trying to decide what to major in and trying to um, you know set a direction for themselves for the rest of their lives? What what could you recommend for them to uh, study or what or, or look to when they're looking at their post secondary journey? What kind of courses would you recommend they take? That's a really good question. I get that a lot yearly. I get parents who come up to me as well, mm -hmm. you know, um, who say my, my kid loves math, but also loves music. And I'm like, take both. Why is this a choice of, they're both mathematical. And mm -hmm. they're like, what? And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, pick up some books, man. <laughs> like read about why your kid's in love with these things. Um, if they love dance and computer science, I have one student who past student um axel he's amazing um just to give an idea just to give you an idea of a pathway really into computer science and he goes i'm a dancer i'm a choreographer mm -hmm. right and now his he turns both passions into one he took computer science his choreography and created a startup called stage keep and i know the raptors cheerleaders use it right uh use his choreography oh, like cool. using technology to choreography to do choreography right and why it wasn't a a black and white answer it wasn't a black and white choice it wasn't just i have to do computer science this is where i'm going right um, I'm going to become a computer scientist. I'm going to work for a large company in computer mm -hmm. science. You know, I'm going to make a lot of money. You should see the salaries that are coming out. There's a like, you know, this is, it's great. But what would happen if you put other spins to it? Dance, music, mm -hmm. arts, mm -hmm. anthropology, um, law, medical, right? So our chief commercial officer is a PhD in pharmacy, but he worked in wall street. Right. And got an MBA. Mm-hmm. We live in an age where your education can take any form. I'm reading about it now with, um, I, I don't know why I just went blank. Nolan, the co-founder of Atari, he, he's written about a lot of education and I'm, I'm doing that a lot too. Reading about the future of education. Um, it goes back to mindset of openness. Mm -hmm. And also, look, if you're not loving it, I'm a law school dropout. I did two years of law school before going into my master's of business and doing more marketing and funny things, more law, you know, <laughs> in, in business law. Um, it took two years to finally say, like, I'm just not good at this. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I, I, you know, it, you know, 
Yeah. And it's funny because you fast forward, I worked, uh, one of the student groups and two student, uh, two groups, one was a researcher and one was a student group that used artificial intelligence and in law, Blue Jay Legal and Ross Intelligence that came out of courses I supervised. Right. So, you know, it's full circle. And I think being afraid of the future, you should be more afraid that if you're not learning and you're not changing your mindset, because the more, more open you are to what the world can give, but what you can give mm -hmm. is more important. So it sounds like if I'm, if I'm going to summarize that, it sounds like the advice you'd give would be to not be locked in to one or thinking that you can you know if you have two different topics like what you said dance and computer science that they can that they're not at odds each other but rather embracing them both and, and looking to see where you can maybe layer in learnings from one into the other um, because uh, you know post-secondary is where you have the luxury of being able to to have multidisciplinary learning where you're all or focused human. on learning or human learning we yeah yeah, where we have to all be Leonardo da Vinci's. We have mm -hmm. to think in, you can't tell me a marketer is not also a data scientist, mm -hmm. a graphic designer, mm -hmm. <laughs> a mm -hmm. salesperson, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, completely selling, you know, yeah. uh, it's, yeah. it's, I, I can list tons of things. Finance, that, you know, if you're community. starting your own company. <laughs> yeah, an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, how many projects have you had to run and you have to think about multi-levels of thinking and and be a coach be an hr person be everything um you know you know be barbie you know <laughs> be barbie and candy <laughs> i'm just thinking about the movie now um and you got to be everything at times you got to think about a lot because you have to hold so much you have to hold yeah. so much for the company you yeah. know, and hold so much for the customer themselves. That's such a great consideration for our listeners as well. Um, I'd love to finish with a wrapper round of questions for you. We've been uh, chatting so, so, so long. So let's, let's go right into this. No wrong answers at all. Whatever okay. first comes to your gut can be a one word answer, can be a sentence answer. Uh, hell, it could be a paragraph answer if you want. So I'm gonna go right into <laughs> Knowing this. Knowing me, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was your first job? My mom giving making me work in a basement. Um, oh, t-shirt printing. <laughs> slave labor in the yeah, basement. Slave. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, first, uh, first official job. Um, I was working in a maternity store in high school. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What was the last thing you watched movie-wise on a streaming service? I just watched it. Um... I'm watching 30 coins right now. What's that on? Um, I think it's on Crave. Okay. It's on Crave. Yeah. Um, what is a life hack that you'd be willing to share? Uh, yoga. I stretch every morning. I have degenerative uh, disease in my spine, and uh, which I found out this year. Um, oh, sorry to hear and, that. And uh, yoga is... Um, Stretch every morning. I'm telling you, stretch your back, take care of it, love it. I I won't like. Please stretch and please, if you feel pain, go to physio. Go to physio. Take care of your back. You said you're a Trekkie, right? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite movie from the recent uh, movies featuring 
um, uh, the new uh, cast. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the first one. The oh, but the Cumberbatch one was good too. Oh, those two are so good. Yeah. They're both so good. But then it was then. But then then the the one with um, where was the oh, Idris? Idris. That was the Idris, third one. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the the third one. Yeah. I heard there's another one coming out. So yeah. I'll watch. That I one I don't too. know. You can put it on. And I'll just watch it. Like you know, it's it's like background noise. Like you know. If I ever freak out, I put a next gen on and I'm just like, okay, we're good. Let's do some work now. Yeah, <laughs> let's get a life lesson in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, you know. Um, one last, one last tracky question then. Um, who are the most terrifying opponents of humanity or to the Federation? Um, okay. You couldn't say the Borg, but then mm-hmm. it was on, um, on Voyager. It was, oh, they were the number. They were the weird biological, um, biological threat. Um, but I think the ones that, oh, that's a hard question. It's gotta be the, Bo- <laughs> it's gotta be the Borg. No, I don't think so. I think, no? I think you can, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, seven figured that out. Um, you can hack that. You can hack, hack your enemy. Um, I think overall it just, it just every alien had their own evil and had their own good. You're right. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have asked this question as the as a short answer question. <laughs> I know, it's, it's too long. <laughs> Please fast forward, you know. <laughs> Helen, um, it was such a pleasure to get to know you better, get to know your background, um, chat about the ins and outs, it's an AI and uh, get a little nerdy with you. Um, thank you for your time. Um, thank you. I really look forward to if we ever get to connect again. Um, and I know our audience is going to take a lot of value away from this. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio. Thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.